This podcast is going somewhere, and Tabcast 38 will be the one that builds it. On it, we check the blueprints of piracy, pour the foundation of summer conventions, and bring this place up to code when we demolish a playthrough review of New York 1901. This is Tabcast 38, or Talk About Board Games 38. Sure. I'm Fred, joined by my wife. Oh, uh, my turn. I'm Nicole. That's right. Nicole. (laughs) Hi. Are we ever going to go to New York City? I doubt it. (laughs) Why do you doubt it? Because it's scary. What's scary about it? It's big and bustling, and we are not bustly people. Right. (laughs) Well, I think that... uh, I don't know. I just, I think there's, there's ways to get there. You know, there's like, it, it might be one of those things where you do like the tour thing or something. I think that'd be fine. Like if you were on an actual, right. for us anyway, to be on a scheduled tour of, we sign up with a group of people right. and we do what they tell us to when they tell us to do it. Right. But otherwise I don't see us doing it. I see us going, getting overwhelmed with what they have to offer. So now we can't find anything to do. So we just go home. Because we've done that. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I think there's a lot to do in yeah, New York if we were to go. Yeah. I think we would find stuff to do. We're cheap. <laughs> we would think it's all too expensive. Well, I think I think our biggest mistake always has been if we go into a major city, like a real major city. Yeah. We end up uh, not realizing that you're not supposed to bring your car into the city. Well, we always drive on our vacations. Right. <laughs> so whenever we bring our car in, we just it becomes this real big problem of trying to manage the car. Yeah. And then we end up just not liking the place because it's really hard to manage a car in these places like like New York or Chicago or Washington D.C. Yeah. It just becomes a huge problem that costs a fortune. Like you're going to pay more to park your car for 2 hours than you are to go to the museum you're going to. Right. You know? So yeah, I don't you, know. don't, you don't have that problem here in, in Kansas City, really. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where you, like, park your car out in the suburbs and you, like, take a subway in and do all your messing around and then you go back out to your car a few days later and See, we'd pick have it to, up. We'd have to go with somebody who knows, somebody in the know. Right. And we don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. No, not in New York. Probably not so. happening anytime soon. No. <laughs> so all, new, all you New Yorkers, we are, sorry, we're not coming to see you. <laughs> I know, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> now, Although it would be cool. I want to see that Flatiron building, which I just recently learned that that's the name of it. It's that one that's like not even a full block wide. It's like one room wide. The weird triangle building? Yeah. Yeah. So it looks super thin. Right. It's that on looks the Beastie Boys cool. Paul's Boutique album cover. Oh, is it? I think so. I don't know. I don't either. But I, think that be, <laughs> but I don't think you can actually go in it. So that's the worst part. I just get to go look at it and go, that's cool. I never get to go in. Really? So it's a gonna, private building? I don't know. I was going to research it, and then I got busy. <laughs> I forgot. Right. So, right. you know, let me know. <clears throat> well, you know, this week also was 4th of July. Oh, yes. And and we completely didn't do any of our traditions. We broke every tradition we have. We, we had terrible scheduling with all yeah. our friends that yeah. would normally do this kind of stuff with us, and we ended up not doing any of it. We didn't do our... Uh, 
Kruger Christo. Right. Which, if you look on Instagram, there is a picture of it from last year's Kruger <laughs> Christo. Oh, hello, Pepper. Yep, there's there's her collar. Take off her collar. <laughs> um, Angela did ask about that, though. She if asked we, if we were doing that? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and she's said, like, what, what was it again? And I said, well, you take a... You take three donuts. Right. Four now because Brianna, but it used to be three donuts. One for you, one for me, one for <laughs> Matt. And you shove a hot dog right through the middle. <laughs> and then you pour cheese on top. And that's a Kruger Cristo. <laughs> Don't chase after it. It's not worth it. <laughs> and she said, that sounds disgusting. It is. <laughs> but she doesn't like donuts, hot dogs, or cheese all that much. That's now I'm just disgusted. I know. With I just her. think she's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't do our American classics. Right. Because Fred promised me that we had a classic game that we hadn't already played in the closet. And I challenged him. I said, go and find it. We do. But we you asked me for one that was a two-player. And I pointed at one and said, that's two-player. And you said, that's not a classic. And you walked off. Which one? That chopper command. That wasn't a classic. See? It yeah. is. It's but not. you said it wasn't. Eh. Anyway. <laughs> So yes, we did have them, but we didn't have enough to to make it a whole day. We're but we didn't like even a... well, we didn't even know if we were going to have another person over that day because everything just fell apart. Yeah, we made multiple invites and everybody had we plans. We sound already. sad. I feel bad for. I know. Us. So I, so we ended up with my brother <laughs> over here, and he doesn't have the patience to play more anything. than one game. No, and it has to be pretty simple rules, or else he's just going to get annoyed and not want to play. I think even with simple rules, he got annoyed and didn't want to play. <laughs> so. so. Right. So we ate chicken. Yeah, we had barbecue chicken. It was good. It was delicious. So yeah. that's, that's how our we week was. We still watched fireworks. That how was... was your week? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to have any special, you know, no Breaker 19, nothing good no, this year. No, Kind of ruined. Maybe we can do American Classics Day for Labor Day. <laughs> Maybe we will. I don't know. Take a break from our toils <clears throat> of laboring. I don't know. But I do know that there's at least a couple games that did get played. So let's find out oh, what got played. thank goodness. We. All right, Nicole. One thing we played, or I you played. You played. Right. I, I played a game to. called Black Fleet. Which I wanted to play. Right. But I did not get to. And this is kind of one of these games, it, whenever, whenever we cracked open the box, it really gave me that feeling of like Forbidden Island or... Uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Forbidden Desert. Mm -hmm. Both of those, like, level of quality of components. Was it in a tin? It was not. But the components were, like, these really big, chunky ships. Yeah. Uh, It had these really nice metal uh, pirate coins. And this is a pirate game. This is a pirate game for three to four players. And uh, you get... Each person gets their own color of ships. And you have a merchant ship and a pirate ship. And the merchant ship is going to deliver goods from one port to another port that wants those goods. And each port specializes in a certain color of goods. And other ports want those color of goods. And your pirate ship sails around and steals goods from other people's merchant ships. While avoiding a couple of navy ships that move around the middle. And the way you move all these ships, you don't roll a die or anything like that. You play cards. So you actually have, you're actually drawing cards, these movement cards. And when you play a movement card, it'll move three ships. It'll move a Navy ship of a certain color, like either purple or white or whatever they were. Uh, 
it moves your pirate ship a certain number of spaces and your mer- merchant a certain number of spaces, and those are sort of randomized on these cards, how mm. they kind of, you know, matrix together. The So everybody's moving ships around, they're trying to move stuff around, they're stealing from each other, and you each, each of your colors that you get, though, is an actual individual pirate. So it's you've got these cards that you have to succeed on upgrading your ship in order to win the game, so it's sort of like Machi Koro, where you have these goal cards on the on the table, and when you flip them over, you get a power-up. Okay. What's neat is each individual pirate or color of player has their own list of powers, so they're not identical. When you do the 10-point upgrade to this, it does something... On this guy, it might give him movement. This other guy, it might make it so that he can, you know, he can always move two extra on his merchant ship but this guy you know gives you like an extra one movement for all your ships or something like that so Mm -hmm. they're they're varied a little bit on every single person is it varied by the cards that you get at the beginning or is it varied by the the color of ship that you choose in the beginning well it's just the color of the ship you get chooses what you're going to get as far as the powers so the Uh. yellow guy's powers are different than the than the blue guy's powers are different than the red guy's powers see it would have been nice if it was varied based on the cards that you get later right. on or something. Well, maybe it was. I can't remember. Oh, my goodness. It's been like three weeks since I played this. Three weeks? <clears throat> right. It may it may actually have been. That would be better. I think it was. It would be a much better mechanic. Otherwise, it'd be like, oh, I'm going to be blue. <laughs> right, right. I think it was. It's like, but no, I want to be blue. No, I called it. <laughs> so you get all these advancement cards, and you, you flip them over, and they're all different, and you're, you know, just just having chaos around the table and you got this big map this big uh hexag i think it's a hex map let me think oh grid it's a grid map (laughs) (laughs) so you uh you move around this big gridded map and there's islands and if you steal if you steal goods from a merchant ship with your pirate ship you don't take it to a port because pirates don't do business in ports you take it to an island and you bury it on a certain island that you know allows treasure to be buried that's fun and get your points like that and i mean i i'm just gonna say this it's it was it was fun yeah super chaotic oh okay absolutely chaotic do not this is this is a very light game we played it in under an hour and that's after we learned it Mm -hmm. so i got the book out and read the book to probably i didn't know these guys i met them that night probably three of the best listeners i've ever had learn a game from me Sorry, what'd you say? I'm just saying they 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 are so <laughs> amazing at listening. Hmm. <laughs> These guys could learn. They were getting it better than I was while I was reading it to them. Well, good for them. They were really good guys. <laughs> and they beat me soundly. <laughs> but like I said, this is a really chaotic game. Uh if you're looking for a pirate game and I, I personally I don't think I'm going to pick it up. I'm just I don't need another filler kind of pirate game. But uh We if, do have a large amount of filler pirate games. I don't know why. Do we? Well, we've got Jamaica. That's a good one. I, I like that one way more. We've got Libertalia. <laughs> that's not a filler. I'd say that's a real game. Well, yeah, but an it's hour. This is a that's a real game too. Oh, real game. The, but Libertalia has like I think it has better strategic decisions. That one's I, I really like Libertalia. Right. Um. What What's that other one? That is it. The Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's or like a little no. card game. Yeah, Was that's it, a filler. That's the one? Okay. Mm-hmm. Dead so, Man's Draw. Dead Man's Draw. That's what I'm talking about. That's a about. good one. Dead Man Tell No Tell Tales. That's like a different one that we don't have. I think this one's better than Dead Man's Draw, uh-huh. but not as good as Libertalia. Okay. And not even close to as good as Jamaica. 
Jamaica is really good. Right. And uh, if you're if you want a pirate game that's really light, I mean, I I'd say you could. It, it's real simple. It could be a family game for hmm. sure. That's um, always a plus. So there's almost no decision making. It's obvious what you should do on your turn, and it's obvious what people are going to do against you. And if they have the right cards, they succeed. And if you don't, you don't. Right. But you with know? it being a three to four player, that's a very specific group <clears throat> number too. Right. So you got to have at least three, or else it won't really balance out very well. Right. And we played a four. We played the full the full game. Hmm. So there you go. That's something I played. Do you play anything this week? No. Okay. Well, here's something else. This is gonna this is gonna stray from what I should talk about, but I've been playing South Park Stick of Truth. <laughs> That's a, that it would be a video game. That game is so good. It really is. <laughs> I've played that before. It's super great. <laughs> I'm not going to go into details of it. It's it's a role-playing, you know, a menu role play, driven role-playing game and has timings built in like Mario RPG. But anyway, it's, it's really good if you like South Park. It's it's as vulgar as the movies and a lot of fun. Back in the day when they first released a South Park game, this is what I thought it was going to be. Right. And it failed miserably. <coughs> right. And so now they when they release this for it's on Xbox 360 is what we have it for. Was it on PlayStation as well? I'm sure. It kind of made up for it. And they're supposed to be doing a sequel to this, this too. Is, but... This is like a giant fuzzy blanket hug. Ugh. To, to fans of South Park, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. So. we've been friends for... <coughs> friends. Fans for a while. <laughs> we've been friends for so long. <laughs> all right. So, that's enough about what got played. That's all that got played. I, well, you know, my lunches have been non-existent and or... I don't need these excuses. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> Neither do the listeners. Okay. Sorry, listeners. All right. So, let's find out about some cardboard of tomorrow. Steady your senses, listeners, as the clocks begin to spin forward, leaving your board game room behind and getting a glimpse into the cardboard of tomorrow. All right, Nicole, you lead off. What do you got? What are you looking forward to? Okay. It just once again. I don't want I, this I may, sass. May, this is more excuse. I can I can tell no, 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 right no. now. I may have already said this before, but <laughs> why didn't that work? What is this? I'm trying to bring up my. Why didn't it work? I don't know. You brought technology to the table. I print out my notes. Well, I didn't <laughs> want to waste. Waste. Oh, for Pete's sake! The time on the podcast. What? I didn't want to waste the uh, paper. Hmm. Can you open that? Open those attachments. What are you talking about? The attachments. They don't want to open. You sent them to Dropbox? I didn't mean to. I sent them to myself through an email. <laughs> I suck at computers. I don't know what you did. I sent it in an email as an attachment. It should just open, right? Oh I don't goodness. know. Okay. Well, then I have nothing. Oh, I my God. I have nothing <laughs> I because I can't. You talk. No, you talk. Talk about what you have. <laughs> and then I will try and figure out my stupid phone. Oh. Stupid phone. I'm glad I didn't bring my phone to the table. I did bring uh, a, a game that I noticed called The Networks. <clears throat> I think The Networks looks pretty good. I don't know if you're even going to listen to me, Nicole. Am I going to have this conversation by myself? The Networks looks pretty good. Do you know what it is? I have no idea. This is cool. Uh, it's a card game, but it's about TV network management. So you're like, this is what's cool. You've got like this board, and you've got three different hours you've got eight nine and ten like prime time television 
And uh, you have, when you start the game off, you've got some cruddy programs and, and some cruddy commercials that aren't very good. And you try to manipulate, you know, gain money from commercials, buy different shows, put actors on certain shows, because you have, you have commercials actors and you know? actors and shows. No, they're all fictional. Oh. <clears throat> but the, you get to actually kind of move this around and try to make, have the most viewers at the end of the game. That sounds fun. <laughs> it looks really, really cool. I mean, they got they got limited numbers of shows, it looks like, but they have a lot of different commercials, and there's a lot of different actors in there, so you can kind of really mix things up to try to make the best lineup, you know? Because, like, each card will say, like, the show will say, this one should be shown at 9 p.m. to be the best, you know, get the most viewers it can. And you can, they have, like, a, if you leave this on the first season, it gets let's say 10 million viewers the second season will get 15 but the third season it's going to have 1 million viewers huh so you got to cancel that show after the second season what show is that like <laughs> i don't even know I don't let's just say firefly even though i don't think it made a, a past one season did it i don't know i didn't watch it you watched it i don't know you liked it i had the dvds i, I didn't watch the show it. on tv well i know it's not for you. I'm not very good at keeping up with stuff on TV, <clears throat> But though. you play five seasons, and the person at the end with the most viewer wins. That's pretty cool. I think it looks really cool. The networks, yeah. I mean, and this is, this is once again, what's really important is it, it is a card drafting game. It plays in about 90 minutes, and the theme is like nothing else in my collection. True. And it looks like a solid game. And Matt would like it. Would he? He'd like it more if it were movies. I did notice to do like five sequels or something. I did notice that they didn't have like the TV shows looked really funny. Like the titles were really funny. The actors weren't nearly as creative as the TV shows seemed. Well, because you're making up a whole and the commercial commercials were really funny too. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. So there's humor in the game. There is humor. I like that. It's fun. We'll ruin it completely when we play it on the on the podcast. (laughs) Of course. So what do you got? Did you, did you open this? No, I ended up going to the to the site. <laughs> Anyhow, my point, <laughs> what? and I did have one. Oh. When it comes to finding out what's coming up and what's what's cool, right. I don't particularly like Board Game Geek. Really? What do you I, like? Um, well, I thought I was going to like Cool Stuff, Inc. Nope, I don't like theirs either because you know what they will do? What do they do? They, when it... Is for like uh, pre-orders and upcoming. Right. They'll put stuff that was out of stock but's coming back. Get it now. Well, I don't care about that. That's old news. The owner of Cool Stuff does not sound like a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. What? I don't. I don't need to know the news of of what's coming back in stock. I want to know the news of what's coming up in the future. I know. What isn't it supposed to be? Cool stuff in in stock. Well, not always. Sometimes they run out, and then they put it on their upcoming list to tell you what's coming back. I mean, I just have to assume, based on their claim, that that stuff wasn't cool. So I did a fancy little (laughs) search just on Yahoo, because whatever, for upcoming board games. So that Uh I'd have something to talk about in this little segment. That'd be great. And i got to admit, Miniature Market actually has the best little pre-order upcoming list. Really? That I could tell. Yeah, so far. Unless there's something else out there that I haven't seen. So throw those ideas at me, too. Right. So I went on there, and I did find a game that sounds kind of interesting, and it's going to be fairly cheap. What game are we talking about? It's called Dungeon Time. Whoa. And I don't know when it's coming out, because it doesn't tell me that. Oh, July to September. Well, that's, you know. Right around the corner. Pinpointing it. Um, But it says that it is a real-time cooperative card game 
You enter a fantasy realm with only five minutes to complete your mission. You've got to get equipment, get the mission, and is this a competitive beat the clock. game? Real time cooperative card game. Really? So you're together, yelling at each other, and I'm like, "Hurry up, Nicole!" Yeah. Or is it going to be Which you is, telling me to hurry up? This is Which very strange be? because it's one to five players. Okay, so you could actually play it by yourself. Not that I ever will because if I'm going to play by myself, video games. Well, stick of truth. But the game <laughs> length says it's 10 to 60 minutes, but you've got a five-minute mission that you have to do to beat the clock. So I'm not really sure how this is all going to work, but that sounds really kind of fun. Yeah. It sounds kind of like, you know, escape, only maybe a little different. And, and you know me, I like cards anyway. Like, right deck building and stuff like that yeah. so that sounded kind of cool and dungeon like, time yeah and the regular price is only going to be like 30 bucks right and then of course it'll be on sale before that but mm. yeah so it looks kind of fun okay is that the one yeah that does sound good there's i got another one too but it's nothing so go ahead it's do you not? have another one do you have another one i don't oh well then i did have another one. Oh, you did just a little tiny blip of a mention because i don't think you told me about this what didn't i tell you about there's another dice city expansion coming out well i didn't know that what is it dice city crossroads expansion really mm-hmm. do you make a deal with the devil <laughs> come on that's what you do at the crossroads oh yeah with ralph macchio i know um it's coming out in august so it's probably gonna be like a gen con release or something okay but it, I, I didn't even look to see what it does. It's part of Dice City as an expansion. I really enjoyed Dice City, and I really want to play the expansion we already have that we haven't played yet. Don't get sassy so with me. So I would me. add this one in, too. Because we got the All That Glitters expansion. Right. And it looks awesome. It's so shiny. No, I'm just kidding. I, I like that game. I know. It was really fun, and I think the expansions will make it even more fun. So right. It needs I'm looking, dynamics. I'm looking forward to that, too, because it's only going to be... It's like 20 bucks regular price, 13 What does it do? I, I wonder what it even does. I, I didn't look. Um, it gives you new locations and new commodities. New commodities. Mm-hmm. Do I need more commodities? Of course. Okay. Well, I think that's part of the all that glitters is it had like gold. Yeah, it added gold, a new commodity of gold and mines. So maybe there's like rubies and jewels and they'll have like a pirate theme to go with that too on their little merchant ships that you're trying to fill up. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe? I I don't don't know. know. All right. Well, that's cardboard of tomorrow. Now, Nicole, guess what? What? I was on the guild last week and I asked a question that piqued our interest. Whew. Wow. Would you look at that? Magnificent. Here are some peaked interests. All right. Last week, I asked this exact, this is exact wording. I said, okay. Nicole and I are going to Gen Con this year, and that got us interested. Are the board game conventions important? And which, if any, do you attend? Now, you and I, we don't... I mean, I wouldn't say we regularly attend any of them. No. And I think the only one we've ever attended is Gen Con, isn't it? Well, technically, yes. What else did we attend? The, well, we went to the Planet Comic Con, and uh, they had a board game room, uh, but we didn't even end up going in it. Because uh, it looked boring. Did it? Kind of. What was in it? Nothing. I don't even remember. There was like... I know. There were like a couple tables with a couple people, and that was it. And everybody else was like, board games? Nah, we're here for comics. <laughs> I heard there's a guy dressed like Deadpool over there. <laughs> I don't know. That was before Deadpool <laughs> came out. Nobody cared about Deadpool yet. Right. So, 
There, well, I mean, there you go. I, I know that when we went, I was excited because Jerry the King Lawler was down the hall. Yes. <laughs> and he, he does comics, but I didn't care about that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so we just go, we've gone to Gen Con uh, a couple times before, and we're yeah. going again this year. Yeah. And it's going to be scary. So let's let's see what they what what the what the listeners said, and then we'll just sort of weigh in, okay? Because uh, Jeff he he said, I think gaming conventions are fascinating. They are certainly important opportunity to interact with other people in a tangible way that's not over the interwebs, and that they are just as interested and invested in the hobby. So he's he's saying you find some like-minded people. So here's what I have a problem with. What? You're reading these letters. Right. You're not giving Jeff a real voice. I think if we're going to read these letters that people might have already and probably have already read on the <laughs> Guild, oh. you've got to give them more of a voice. And who's texting me? I don't know. Why is your phone it's ringer my on? My mom wants to know what the name of our podcast is. <laughs> no, Mom, I'm not telling you. Okay. Okay, but I, well, then, since this is your idea, you can continue telling me what Jeff said in Jeff's voice. Go, Nicole. He's from Seattle? What does Seattle sound like? <laughs> Very proper. I'm going to go very proper. I've attended PAX in Seattle a few times. I think that... I think... What What does it say? Though that con is more geared toward the video game market, there was plenty of board game exposure. I spent most of my time exploring the board game options. Sadly, it has gotten too big for me the last couple of years, so I've not attended. I'd like to go to PAX, by the way. That's me talking. Uh, oh. I did volunteer last year at a smaller and hyper-local for me game convention in Everett, Washington called OrcaCon. OrcaCon? OrcaCon, yes. Really? Is this like about killer whales? Orca. <laughs> <laughs> That's my killer whale. It was a fantastic experience, and I plan on volunteering attending again next January. I also plan on seeking out the smaller conventions and giving them a try. See, I think that's cool. I've never even heard of OrcaCon. I'm assuming it's got to be like very D&D-esque. We've got, you know, we've got one convention here in Kansas City. I, I think, I mean, I've always heard it called SeanCon. They changed it. But they're so, Can-Con, they're so I think. random about when they do it. I miss it every single year. Someone will just be like, did you go to that? And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I was here know. about it two weeks after. Yeah. Well, I I tried looking it up last year, and I couldn't, like, it was, it kept giving me the information for the year before, but apparently it did happen. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know. Marketing. <laughs> Marketing PAX, is uh, important. Packs always seem pretty cool, but I've always kind of understood that it's very geared towards video game market. It's a little, it's a little consumer electronics. Uh, it's quite a bit of video games and just a touch, like a sprinkling of tabletop games. See, although, I, didn't, although, I didn't know it had anything to do with, with tabletop games. The, and this is in, in PAX in Seattle is known as PAX Prime, yeah. which is where the... Because the, they, they have multiple conventions now every year. Yeah. But now. it is the one that happens, I think, in August. It was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, it happens in August. And, and the main thing that I like from PAX is every year uh, the, the Dungeons & Dragons live show with the PAX or with the uh, Penny Arcade people comes oh, from yeah. PAX. Yeah, I remember like every time we went on vacation over your birthday... Right. That was like how we spent your birthday on our vacation when we went to Colorado. Right. Was sitting in the hotel room. It was a cabin. It was a cabin. Okay, yeah, it was a cabin. Right. With you watching online. <laughs> That's because if you watch it live, it goes all in one segment, streams in, uh-huh. and it takes about two and a half hours. Otherwise, they used to cut it up into like little 30-minute snippets. 
And it would take like a month and a half, like when I started watching this thing. But since it was your birthday, I thought that was okay for you to be able to do that for two and a half hours. Well, they also did one at <laughs> PAX East, a Dungeons and Dragons live game at PAX East that I just watched. And it was pretty fun, too. Yeah. You know, still fun. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my favorite thing that they do with those. But uh, Oricon, cool, man. Local one. Is it Oricon? I, I called it, yeah, it's Orcacon. 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 <laughs> All right. And I'm I'm interested to hear more about these smaller cons and stuff. And, and as the hobby just keeps right. growing, they're going to keep popping up. So well, here's uh, here's Rodney's voice, and I apologize, Rodney. Nicole's forcing this on me, but you're going to go. This is way more fun. This you're going to be gruff, okay? Even though you because you, your picture doesn't look gruff at all on Board Game Geek. He and he looks. Does he? I don't know if he looks gruff. No, he doesn't look gruff. Let's hear this voice. Okay. Okay. I attended the Star Wars celebration in Anaheim last year, and Fantasy Flight Games was demoing Imperial Assault. Does that count? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does <Wow>. not count. <laughs> Rodney may be gruff, but you're mean. <laughs> he sounded way more mean than I did. Why doesn't it count? Because it's it's not really a board game convention. I know. <laughs> but it's still very cool. <coughs> that's like saying... That would have been fun. That's like saying I went to the Comic-Con and there were people, I saw somebody playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> that's what we just said. So that, that, that's we not... We went to Planet right. Comic-Con and there was a room of people not playing games. <laughs> right. That even had a board game room and I don't even consider don't that a board it, game. Yeah. So He's sorry, sure. Rodney. Okay. Maybe next time. All right, Nicole. You have to take Steve D's. <laughs> But I've been doing goofy voices. Now I've got goofy voices stuck in my head. So what, 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 um, hmm, let me think. Make him like a, a, a high-pitched lady. <laughs> no. I can't. I Nobody's going to contribute again if you make if we do the wrong voice. Nobody's going <laughs> to contribute again if we keep doing voices anyway. <laughs> just, just read Steve's. All right, Steve. Steve, you get no voice. I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, I'll do one for you. Okay. Let me think. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. Of course, board game conventions are important. Publisher designers. This is my Eric Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Publisher designers wouldn't come from all around the world to speak to specific ones if it wasn't important to be there. From the business aspect of having publishers speak to designers and, of course, release games at conventions for marketing purposes, it's very important. Plus, for all of us, it hypes us all up to keep us interested and involved in the hobby. Just look at all the other media podcasters that attend and have hours of content for us to, that just can't make it. I hope to at least get to Origins sometime in the future, but with a pregnant wife due in July and a three-year-old, it might be a while. <laughs> there you go. I want to know when this baby's coming. When's that baby do? Um, <coughs> and Nicole is a very nice name, just saying. So Unbelievable. Don't, what? don't do that. Nicholas, if it's a boy. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. Here's the deal. Uh, I think he's right. I think it's I think it's fairly important. I think it uh, it definitely raises a level of awareness, especially considering that that we don't have like a you know we're out of the magazine era and we don't have like a publication or something that comes out that lets you know what's going on. We have you know people like podcasters or board game geek that you have to really actively search out. You're not going to be watching primetime television and see an ad for the latest Dead of Winter game or something. You know, it's That's just true. not going to happen. So gosh, what if it did? 
<laughs> relax. The uh, <laughs> so it's really important that that raises this awareness. It really it really helps people focus in on what's important and what isn't. Uh, not that, you know, all games are important. Okay. Uh, everybody gets a ribbon, but the, uh, <laughs> but there's like some really good ones that you need to know, you know, that kind of brings those to the surface, you know, and, and these, does, and especially these publishing houses know what's going to be the good game. They've tried all their games out yeah. and you'll kind of walk up and you'll see like some stuff that's like, kind of like, oh yeah, there's a game kind of in the corner. They have one table. They have six tables for this game. Why is that? You know? Yeah. So they kind of, they kind of know what's supposed to be important, and that brings it to your attention as well. Gets additional coverage and, and, and really just kind of helps the whole industry along. I think it's a very important thing just because of the general concept of gaming is a social activity. Right. You're going to want to be around others. You want to hear what their opinions are. You want to interact with each other. And this right. gives you a great venue to do that. You right, know. and there's nothing quite like sitting down and going, oh, look, it's Richard Garfield playing King of Tokyo. I know. And I'm like, hey, Please Mr. Garfield, can can you put, can I play a game with you? And he says, I'm sorry, I've run out of time. Let me sign this card and give it to you. And I was like, wow. <laughs> that was pretty cool, though. <laughs> so that's what, they are good. I think they're cool. And Origins, uh, I kind of, I wouldn't mind going to Origins. I'd love to go to Origins. I always hear it's like the, the slightly hyped down version of Gen Con and that you play more games and... <laughs> It may not be for much longer, yeah. though. Seemed like a lot came out of it this year. That's yeah. for sure. What is it like in June, right? Yeah, it already happened. It yeah, I happened. know, but it was like it was at the beginning of June. Something like that. See, and I think that's why we never end up getting to go because I right. can never take those summer vacations. I have to take mine in the fall. Hmm. Meh. Meh. All right. Well, one thing about board game conventions is true. For the time being, each year they continue to become larger in attendance and how much they display. Uh, Nicole and I will be at the largest uh, North American convention, Gen Con, and we would love to connect with any of our Tabcast listeners there for game or conversation. If that's something that interests you, you can email us at talkaboutboardgames at gmail.com. But this week, we played a game set in New York 1901. Let's find out what about that. All these games All right, New York, 1901. Now, this game is about the growth of New York City. Right. And, but we really got to look at why New York grew so much that it would get a theme of, of New York growing in 1901, right? That's very specific. Specifically? That's very specific, isn't it? Did you look at that year specifically? I, I tried to. And? It doesn't seem like anything specifically in 1901 really happened that was that important. <laughs> but there was some but stuff that happened. That year looked great. There on was the box. a few things that happened in the a few years prior to that that led to this incredible growth. Okay. I found out. Okay. I've got the answer right here. You're going to share it with me. I got it. All right. Read it. <laughs> now here's the thing. In 1895, just six years prior to when this game is set, the New York that we know was was five different cities, each next to each other. There was Queens, there was Bronx, there was Richmond, Brooklyn, and Manhattan. Okay? What happened to Richmond? Richmond is also known as Staten Island. Oh. Uh, but New York altogether had a population of about 2 million people. Now, in 1895? 18... In right. That those, those collected cities had about 2 million people. 
Now we'll talk about oh that in a second. Goodness. Now, impressive. In 1898, they consolidated all those cities together into one like kind of big city, like a super city. And that created that created a 360 square mile area with a population of 3.35 million. So they had grown that much in three years. Holy moly. Now, it doesn't seem like, it, it, it seems like a lot. But here's the thing. The place where it begins to grow up, this is, this is when, the, when it starts to really grow up. But it, it happens way prior to this. The reason it started growing like this happens way before this. Okay. A hundred years before this, in fact, in 1790, there were t- only 12 cities in the entire United States that had a population of over 5,000. New York was one of them. Well, obviously. In fact, New York had 33,000 people at the time. 33,000 people. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. This is kind of close to in line with the other major cities, though, along the coast. And the northeast, specifically. Well, I know, like, pilgrims and stuff came over. So what happened from there? I don't know. Because we're 100 years later, we're going to go from 33,000 to 3.35 million. Okay? Okay. The main thing that led to the rise more than anything else was in 1825, they opened the Erie Canal, which is named after the lake of the same name, Erie, and it connected the Atlantic Ocean to the, in, to the, in the Hudson River to the Great Lakes, which then connected basically to the Ohio and Mississippi Rivers. Now, this um. cut shipping times... From the or from like the East Coast to the Midwest by thirty percent, and shipping costs down to about one tenth of what they would have been before. Wasn't there some song about the Erie Canal? <laughs> I'm not going to sing it because I don't know it, but I'll I think gonna, there was. Oh, Erie Canal! I don't know it. There was. There was a song about it. I have no idea. Okay. Now, <laughs> the other thing that led to this grow with this this sort of growth in population was immigration. Right now. Immigration exploded because of three reasons. First, the United States, after the Civil War, emerged as a country where discrimination was not tolerated and religious and political freedom were promised. So it's very tempting to say for like an Italian living under Catholic rule with an unstable government being threatened by Spanish and Austrian neighbors to move to the United States. Okay. Now, second... New York, because of the canal, had jobs. Yeah. Like, lots of jobs. So you would come over here to where all these promises were and instantly were employed. The third thing was, there were tons of other immigrants already. Like, it was just a a hot spot. So they all just started coming here because now, let's just look at this. So now you're you're an immigration, you're an immigrant. You're like, I gotta leave Italy or or I gotta leave France or whatever. I, I can't take it. So you pack up and you move from your home where you have all these problems to a place with more freedoms than you had before and a job and a bunch of people that immigrated already that you know and are like your fellow countrymen already. Hmm. So what? There's no, there's no real loss there. It's a win. That is a win. So also Manhattan was really smartly built to begin with. They came up with like this gridded street system that really efficiently de- like sort of separated all the property in Manhattan and made it real easy to sell these bite-sized chunks that could just really pack people in and make a real dense population. <clears throat> so it was perfect for all these immigrants coming in. It was a perfect storm. 
Lots of trade leads to lots of job, leads to lots of people, and naturally unifying the area led to more efficiency among all the cities, and that combined with the United States industrialization explosion at, the, at that time, you know, in our history, there really was no stopping New York. Hmm. Now, today, New York is a sprawling metropolis covering 305 square miles. You notice it lost 55 miles. I don't know why. Where did they go? Don't know. Didn't look for that. Just other little towns? They just disappeared. They disappeared. They didn't, it's not the twilight <laughs> zone. I'm just telling you. They're gone. Erosion. Huh. I don't know. Erosion. <laughs> <laughs> they got an island. It's erosion. Why not? Uh, now they contain 8.5 million people. They are one of the most dense cities in the world and the most dense in the United States. They average over 27,000 people per square mile. Oh, my gosh. Right. I can't even... Right, I where, can't even where we live, right now, where we live, how many, how many people per square mile do you think in our neighborhood? 12? No, it's not. It's more than that. But... It's probably a couple thousand. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> in our absolute neighborhood here. One mile square. It's probably like a thousand or two. Eh. I bet so. But that's like in our neighborhood. Can you imagine like if you go <laughs> just south of town? It's going to be like literally four. Well, yeah, if you're in farmland, it's four. Yeah, but farmland is like <laughs> walking distance from your parents. Right. No, it's, it's insane, not. practically. <laughs> it just but... it's, it boggles the mind. <clears throat> you know what else kind of boggles the mind, though, is like just thinking about, you know, these people wanting to come over so badly because there's all these jobs. I mean, I get that there's jobs and stuff like that. But, you know, fast forward 115 years and all anybody in America can think now is I should move to Europe. Immigration's <laughs> on the on its on a rise again. I'm not telling for the you. same reasons, though. But I'm just saying it, it is right now in the United States. Immigration's up. Yeah, but the people that are already here are going. I should go live in France. And do you know where most I go live in most of the immigrants still come to New York? Well, because there's probably still more opportunities there. There's got to. I mean, the city never sleeps. Oh, there's nothing but jobs. What about Las Vegas? Assume. It doesn't sleep. Yeah, that's a whole different. <laughs> It doesn't sleep either. Uh, it's not even a title anymore, I don't think. No, but what what happens in <laughs> Vegas stays in Vegas. That sounds a little scary if you're like an immigrant coming in. What <laughs> happens there stays there. I don't know about that. Immigrants you know? don't go to Las Vegas. It's in the middle of the desert. I know, really. And the climate's terrible. Of course, New York winters <laughs> wouldn't be so good, but you don't have to drive anywhere. So you don't need a car. So you're not going to wreck into each other. Right. Well, the ca cabs probably do, but... Oh, well, either way... It's got the New York. New York has the stock exchange. It has Wait. the World Trade Center. I mean, it, it's where business happens in yeah. the United States. It just really is. Well, yeah. Uh, now, New York 1901 is the game we played, and it was much different. And it was a city ripe for growth and profits to the risk taker. Let's see how it turns out. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. All right, New York 1901 is a game about buildings and real estate space for two to four players designed by, I think it's Chenier. 
LaSalle and Vincent Dutrait. Is that right? It looks French, but yeah. my French is so rusty. Well, I mean, I, I phonetically spelled that, so. <laughs> Released no, by La- Blue Orange Games. LaSalle is French. Right. Uh, now, the game is played on a map of New York, depicted by uh, these sort of gridded blocks of properties in five different colors and separated by named streets. The idea of this game is to score the most points by building more buildings and meeting unique building bonus goals at the end of the game. Now, before the game starts, each player is given four builder markers and a pile of different Tetris-like cardboard shapes representing buildings in three different types and three bonus action cards. Now, each player will start by selecting a property card from four face-up on the market. That property card shows a certain color and a number of spaces. After taking the card, the player places one of their four builder markers onto the matching space uh, onto the board. Same as the card. Players now have the option of building one of their buildings and removing the builder marker or holding onto the property, leaving their marker there and ending their turn. Now, buildings have a point amount that is scored. When they are placed, they come in three different eras, bronze, silver, and gold. Bronze can be built until a certain... uh, Bronze is the only one that can be built until a certain point total is reached on the point track, then silver and bronze until another point goal is reached, and then finally any of the three colors of building. Now, naturally, the larger and less uniform the shape of the building, the more points you gain. Which brings me to upgrading. Any building can be demolished and replaced by a building of a later period. So silver replaces bronze, gold replaces silver and bronze, gold cannot be replaced. All that's left is the bonus card. There are three of these drawn from the deck at the start of the game, and usually they apply to a street giving points to a player with the most buildings on the named street at the end of the game, though some can apply to building types. One of several legendary buildings can also be built by each player to before the end of the score to score the most points. Uh, I messed that up. <laughs> One of several legendary buildings can be built by each player before the end scoring. Uh, and the tallest one built will act as a, ta- as a tiebreaker if the score comes down to being even. So let's give Rockefeller a run for his money as we build New York. <laughs> what? Nothing. Not you laughing at you. You can laugh at me. I don't care. <laughs> Sass me. That's a read right there. Check that <laughs> off. But Done. <laughs> so today we have a game uh, and we are joined by Skylar and his wife Kat. This is their debut on our show. Right? That's right. All right. Uh, they're, uh, Skyler's a co-worker of yours, isn't he? Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, they're fairly new gamers, uh, and I think they have some experience with your standard fare, like trivia, uh, Settlers of Catan, uh, typical sort of mass market stuff. I think they played Ticket to <clears throat> Ride, too. Right. So, we chose 1901 to uh, make sure that we had a simpler game, you know, something that was a little more entry-level for them to play. We don't so, want to scare people off. I, I would like to scare people off. No, no. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. All right. So let's find, Let's listen to the first turn and see how this goes. Well, then guests go first. Cat. All right. So are we starting with that? Yeah. So, so here, here's my question. So what are these starter buildings and are they... The starter buildings are just... No, these ones over here are oh, starter buildings. Right. right, you got some starter buildings. Yeah, they're just to yep, It basically of, gives you property automatically. Yours is over there. It, there. There's a story. Okay, we didn't oh. read the story. The year so, is 1901. I'm not going to read it like that. 
and the recent fascination with tall buildings does not appear to be a passing fad. Recent real estate deals in lower Manhattan suggest that more of these skyscrapers, that is in quotes, uh, will soon be added to New York City skyline. <laughs> Technological advances are making it possible for new generations of skyscrapers to reach breathtaking heights. The builders of these steel giants are reaching higher and higher into the sky, hoping to satisfy their hunger for glory and prestige. Your uncle, God rest his soul, has left you a small property in Lower Manhattan. This is your chance to start your real estate career and to build and build again, build higher and bigger. You'll be joining the ranks of the great developers helping to establish the world's greatest metropolis, New York City. So your uncle left you a building. Okay. That is how you get it. Thanks, Uncle Joe. I know. (laughs) The old burnt-down paper factory. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess the theme has to come from somewhere, doesn't it? I I always love the little stories when when they include them in the rule books. Right. That's like my favorite thing. Well, I mean, this it's this is this is a spatial kind of constructing game. You know, it's it's got a little bit of theme in there. Yeah. I don't know if that story ever comes out ever again. Well, no, but it's in the book, so you might as well pay attention to it. <laughs> Get you in the spirit of That's things. That's right. Always read the story at the beginning of any gaming session, and it'll just automatically put you in a better mood. I, I'm telling you, by the end of the game, if you had said, "What's our uncle's name?" I would have been like, mm-hmm. "Bob." <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, I mean, so there's there's a little bit of theme in the book there for sure. I don't think there's theme anywhere else in the game, but we'll go ahead and we'll we'll just get let's just get to the first turn and see okay. how this goes. Okay. Don't forget that about these the most buildings along oh, these roads. Right. So this could this could yeah. help guide your Actually, turn. Actually, yes, I'm Cedar, gonna... Pine, and Broadway. Right, so here's Broadway. Yes, and cedar and pine. Cedar, pine. All right, I'm going to take a blue one. Well, get a blue card. Blue card. Okay, and then your little dude has to go on a blue double dot. Said space. This one. Yes. Right there. Yes. Good job. That's a mean one. Now, she can choose to build one of the little two-spot bronze buildings, or. She can hold off. Is that right? No, okay. she can build right now if she'd like. You, you can. Okay, if she holds off, then. But he, no one can take my buildings, correct? Your property is your property. You'll yeah, put okay. that little card down on your little character sheet, face down after you're done, and uh, you get to. Yeah, you can keep your property. Actually, I'm just gonna hold off. And who's oh, your yeah. who's your character? I am Daisy Madison from Houston, Texas. No. Really? <laughs> well, well, Miss Daisy Madison, does she make snack cakes? <laughs> Daisy, Daisy Madison. All right, well, then Kat takes her first turn, and I generously remind her of the bonus for building on streets. And that bonus, I mean, what are the variant variable ones? I, I know that there is the, I mean, honestly, it's just like there's a big street that goes across this entire road or this this board, and it, it all that matters is just your buildings that touch that road. Right. So, like, if you have Broadway as right. one of the bonuses, then for every building you have touching Broadway, you get a point. Well, right. not a point, but, I mean, you, you know, <clears throat> if you have five buildings touching Broadway and I have four buildings touching Broadway, then you get the bonus at the end of the game. Right. So, Daisy Madison is out there. 
<laughs> and I don't know, Skylar was doing a voice. I didn't, I didn't hear, did Skylar tell his character's name? He did eventually. Oh, did you okay. cut him out? Maybe. <laughs> no, wait, maybe not, maybe not. Because each of us has a character. Let's find out in this next clip. Let's just see. Okay. Are you building? I'm not. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, if she's not building, I definitely need to start. <clears throat> All right, fill in. <laughs> oh, wait, what? go back. What's your name, dude? Oh, sorry. I am Robert Fletcher. What accent's that? Where are you from? <laughs> New York. That's New not York. the right accent, dude. I don't know. I've never been to New York. I don't know what a New York accent is. <laughs> New York. Like New York. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> I don't think that's it either. <laughs> Robert Fletcher. You should do a do your Irish accent that sounds Jamaican sometimes. <laughs> where you I'm Chris O'Dell from Boston, Massachusetts. That's, that's the worst accent ever, though. Boston. I'm gonna go Boston. buy a car. From Bastin. Bastin. I don't know if that's right. No, I can't do it either. <laughs> I bet it was terrible just now. I'm uh, Bell Beauregard from New Orleans. All right. That wouldn't get either. We are not. That That's good. I'm going to take this yellow no. one here, though, and I'm okay. going to school you guys on how to do this because I'm going to go here and I am going to build. Whoa. So I'm going to pick this guy back up and I'm going to put a twofer down at the corner of Pine and Broadway with a building on both. <gasps> oh. See, Tricky. Gonna win. Okay, so here's the yellow <laughs> building. Right. I get two points. Gets on to yellow. go up to number two. Oh man, those are the those are the most coveted spots of this entire game because you get normally you'll get three of these bonus cards and they can be all three street streets on the actual board. Most of the time they are, and you'll have at least two of these corners that are so coveted because they'll you'll score two streets at the same time, like a building on on each one. Uh-huh. And that's why I just did just to make these guys regret letting me go on the first turn at all, right? You, you had to have a turn, <clears throat> right? Right. Now, naturally, what would a Tabcast game be without a moment like this next clip? This will mess with you guys. Not really. But I'll take this and I'll build right there. Okay, so yellow goes up two well, points. Unless he's oh, I think I'm rethinking that. I'm doing that right there. Go ahead. Really? Yes. Why? Why would you do that? Because I have nothing on Cedar. I'm not even competing. That would put me I'm so diamond. That's, I'm so <laughs> dominant on pine right now. So? <laughs> so? <clears throat> I know what I'm doing. Barely. Blue? Why couldn't I have blue on my turn, Nicole? I'm going to take the screw blue. My you suck. Because I'm going to build right next to the one I already have. <clears throat> Ooh. Which, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Wait a second. I don't like this. Right? I can do that? Yeah. Can she reach? Oh, no she way. did it. No way. Yes way. That's ridiculous. <laughs> she's the law. She's the long arms. Your turn. Hey, that was funny. You like how she no. said that? Your turn. <laughs> I'm schooling you all. Did you move up too? No, just you. Move your points. Don't forget your points. I forget those points. Don't forget. Just don't tie ooh, me anymore. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm taking the orange one, correct? Apparently. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this one? I wanted that card. I really did. I'm going to place it here. That's what I wanted. Oh. That's the most, oh, oh. the most expensive one there was. It's yes. true. That was a good one. That's a triple threat. Yep. That was good. <laughs> and I've already used this one too, actually. Just in that building alone. Yeah. Mm. Five points right there. Five hits. Boom. On three different roads. This really feels like we're doing oh. it wrong. Because... Don't let her squeak at you on her turn. It's not worth it. Rules check. 
This is not me checking the rules. She made me write a rules check jingle. Seriously, we're doing it wrong. You told us wrong. Why? You're doing this wrong. How is that You're wrong? doing it wrong. <laughs> Let's go ahead and sing this song. How am I doing it wrong? <laughs> Right. Okay, so you can acquire the land. Yeah, and build. And take a lot card from the open market and okay. place one worker on the empty lot. Uh-huh. She does this to me all build the time. Build optional. Build one skyscraper <laughs> tile on previously lawyer. acquired lots of land. Previously? Yes. But you acquire the lot right at the top of your turn, and then you can build on it right then. That's not what this says. It does say that. Build. Okay, an active player may build a skyscraper that fits on any available lot of land that has been previously acquired. Which could be at the top of the turn. The new skyscraper is added to the game board where any workers present on their lots are reclaimed and become available for future players. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I just still don't see what your point is. <laughs> this is a rules lawyer thing. Well, it just seems silly. Now, could you double build on, like, later on in the game and stuff? Could you double build on a lot of colors? Like, if you own pink and green, could you put one there if you own both? Yes, it would demolish the other buildings, but yes, you can build it right on top of multiple buildings. Interesting. But they have to to be together, yeah. Are you done being a lawyer? Okay, fine, but I think it's supposed to be that you have to place your dude, then you can do it. So I think you cheated on the first turn. There's There's no cheating. In baseball. No, wait. Is it my turn? Whose turn is it? It's your turn. We're waiting on you. This happens a lot. (laughs) I overthink things. We know this about me. Right. This sure is true. Okay. I'm (laughs) taking fancy green... Sometimes just get I think you're doing that wrong. Let me check. Shut up. I know. (laughs) See, Skylar gets it. (laughs) <laughs> so moving right along until you uh you know decide that i don't know how to play the game <laughs> right you know sometimes it may not be you sometimes it may just be a Look, poorly designed rule i'm telling you you take me to court way too often well you try sometimes to sue. i'm right i know. like a board game sue fest <laughs> 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 well now that nicole's taking me to court we continue to build in this next clip Okay. I think I'm going to take the pink one. Yeah? Can you grab that, my dear? I don't think that's what you meant. You mean you wanted this one? <laughs> this pink one? <laughs> Are we talking about the green, the double green? And then... <laughs> I'm going to have to take a double green pretty soon. Gross. <laughs> I know. That just sounds wrong. I'm going to take a double green. If you came out of a bathroom and said that to someone, they'd probably be upset. <laughs> probably. I just took a double green. I'm not building. You're not building anything? Whoa! I like that. I like it when you don't expand and gain points. You could do that the rest of the game. I just can't currently. I like yeah, it. It's impossible. That's what I like. Keep well, that up. You Nicole, got one of these. You knock that off, Nicole. What are you doing? Don't you? Bronze? Don't you have to start in bronze? This is bronze. Don't I don't one have one of those in bronze. <coughs> Do we have different buildings? I, I have a so. three, but they're not. Oh, we do have different we buildings. We do have different buildings. Wow. Tricky. That's, that's, oh. That yeah. adds a bit of a that's interesting. catastrophe yeah. here. That's why I'm not building anything. I like that. I don't. Perfect. 
Does that mean I'm going to have a harder time building, like, in the next era? Possibly. I don't know. I seem to be doing okay. That's, like, a whole different... Yes. Mind teaser. Yeah. Okay. I seem to have the same as yours, though. You do. You have the same as mine, but they have the same as each other, which are not the you same as ours. You have a three in bronze. Was I supposed to have a three in bronze? What? Okay, look at your gold. Gold probably has one. Flip that gold one. Ugh. See. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Did you want to build? Did you want to build right here? Okay, you need to double check your stack of these then. Yes. Let's do it. I want to build. All right, three points. Thank you. Well, just throw things at the poor girl. Throw things at girls. That's what I do. <laughs> Up to seven. She's in the lead. For now. Okay, yeah. Seriously, Kat, you need to check your square tiles. Yeah, about that. Just make sure that nothing is. I'm going to tell you that I separated the tiles on this side. Nicole did those. I mm. didn't know how to play the game when... Cheating. <laughs> okay. I no, understand. it wasn't. It was accidental. You know, I understand. Some people have to get ahead of it any way they can. I get it, Nicole. Right. Some people don't want a game. They just want to win. Right? <laughs> I want to hear my jingle again. Oh, great. He wrote me a jingle. Jeez. Last time I do that. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't paying attention, and like I was, I st I tried to be nice and stack like the little Tetris pieces together and put them in. Right. Here's your bronze ones. Here's your silver ones. Like yeah. I, I got them mixed up. Well, here's the deal. Okay. What we we misspoke. There are no different buildings. Everybody has They're the exact not. same set of buildings. But I just had them in piles. But the little orange bronze ones look. Similar okay. enough to the gold yellow ones that right. Nicole put one of them into the wrong stack. The wrong spot for cat. So sorry, cat. Whoops. Casual observance, they're not that much difference, but different building shapes would have been cool. <laughs> well they had oh, for each of us to have right. different ones. Right. Yeah, but then you run into that same thing of I wish I had had the blue guy. Yeah. Or if the I were red blue, guy. I'd win. <laughs> red guy's got the best shapes. So uh, we're about. Our complaining people always sound so awful. I put it on layaway. <laughs> it should last forever. I'm just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> we're about halfway through the game, and a bombshell goes off, Nicole. The she only thing it. I don't like about this game what? is I feel that the blue, the green, and the red pieces are very similar in color. So as I'm sitting here looking at them, some of them, I'm like, is that mine? <laughs> oh. Oh, these here? pieces. Yeah, no, the actual, like, guy pieces. Oh. Are no, you I don't see that at all, yeah. I might be. You might be. Because, and, like, I can I can see different variations of the shades, but, like, this one, I can That's tell it's not mine, I but it's definitely, it, like, it looks like, if I if it looks bluish to me. And I can tell it's not, Whoa. but it's, it looks kind Trippy, of blue. Trippy, dear. Have you taken one of those little tests where it's got the little number in there in the circle and you have to tell, you should do that. Yeah, you yeah. should. You should totally do that. That's weird. I know what we're doing later. They, do, ton, they do tons of board games that like, that okay. try to address color blindness. This, this is, is not, not one, one of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't never, know you like, were like, like I have to, And that's one of the reasons why I keep standing up to be like, which one's mine? Because I can tell at this level because... I, I can tell the, like the the base the, the bases like I can see that but like looking here like this oh. at like especially this distance wow all the greens blue and reds look all the same <laughs> see and Nicole wonders she she asked me once why I always play yellow and I said because it pops yeah. 
<laughs> I can always tell yellow. Yeah, see, he wasn't having problems with yellow. He well, would know where Fred's pieces were. <laughs> that is probably true. Right? Yeah. But how about that? Do you think he ever even thought about that? Apparently not. They didn't have any idea. He was like, maybe. Right. It's not that uncommon. I don't know. I'm looking it up right now to see if we have a stat. Right. Because my um, stat I'm pulling out of my brain is like one in 20 men and maybe one in 100 women. No. It's, I know there's. I know women are, are less likely to have color blindness. Oh, man, I hate when they do stuff like this. It's like, so no, we know we're asking how many people are affected by color blindness. Well, before we dig right into that, here's some facts you need to know. <laughs> Go to There's the a Facebook bunch of different post. kinds. Did you want to leave this site? The uh, <laughs> No, but here's the thing, is that this game is not... Roughly 8% of men and 0.5% right. of women are right. affected. Right, so 8% would be almost 1 in 20. And that's for the red-green color and, blindness. Or no, that would be, that would be uh, 1 in 10. Almost... That's a lot. <laughs> so it's not that uncommon. It really isn't. No, it's not that uncommon. And, and he's not. And it, it's like all it is is that you get like a muted sensitivity to this. Well, and I saw like some glasses that you can get supposedly that cure color blindness. And right. It's just like sunglasses you put on and let you see the true color. So note to and all they the sing listeners. That Cindy Lauper song in the background. No, they Ugh, didn't. Go I ahead. Hope not. Uh, note to all the listeners. This is not very colorblind friendly. No, the definitely green, not. Especially on the actual plastic pieces, the green and the blue tower, if you if you go into black and white, are almost the same shade. Yeah, they're very similar. Right. So, yeah. And there's no real way to there's, distinguish them. Yeah, the, the, the little towers that you have that are your point markers are exactly the same shape. Right. Your little builder guys that hold your places are right. all exactly the same shape. Mm -hmm. So Now, he could see the tiles... The tiles he didn't Pretty have well. as much trouble with. Yeah. But the actual, for some reason, the, the dye in the plastics was not very defined. Yeah. So So that was interesting. That was something, to, something we learned. I know. Weird how board games bring that out, don't they? Oh, yeah. So two-thirds of the way through, the score is actually really close. There's no real clear leader. And we're building fast and loud. Where are you going, Nicole? Pulling my pants up. Good job. You're going to steal that yellow one and take that last Broadway spot? I'm going to steal that yellow one and take that last Broadway I knew it. spot. I knew it. And I'm just going to build on it with one of my gold pieces. Oh, my goodness. Boom. Boom. Two spots, please. Nope. Yep. Sorry. Right. Still I last. do take this. And I get... I'm going to put him here for a second. I probably will build there. I'm probably going to build this guy right here. Because yeah, this is as big that. as I can possibly get in that space. Right? What are you putting it over? So I'm going to smash this out and get this, and I get eight points. Make your building demolish sound. <laughs> Much better than mine. Okay. What did you get that wasn't green? It's blue. I don't know. I'm... A little baby blue. I'm debating. That's all the blue space we have left. Yep. By the way, those cards supposedly, that means that there's no more double blue spaces left in the deck. I probably should take it, even though I have a gold in the middle of it all. But You've got a lot of stuff down here. It'd be great. Right. To, I would take that space. If you do don't, it. I will, just to be mean to you. Um, <laughs> right, Cole? I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to build. I can't replace that. Mm. I know. That's what you I did. messed myself up. Oh, I was going to do this a long time ago. 
That's what you're building? Sweet. Six points. That goes into Demolish. the demo. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a cat in there. <laughs> that was solid. That was solid. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Bring your own spice. That's all I'm saying. What? <laughs> in this kind of game. <laughs> Sprinkle your own spice on this type of game. I'm telling you. Oh, I guess. It'll, it'll, it'll make it more fun. Yeah. That, that, was, that was amazing. Okay. I'm going to say still kudos to Cat for the best exploding building sound I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. So at this point, we're actually starting to fill up these blocks and we're having to, you know, because you can keep scoring. So if you build like one of these bronze ones, when you demolish it, you don't lose the points. Right. You already scored those points. Right. So putting a silver one of the same exact size on top of the bronze one will score the points again. You'll just score more points in the silver ones. Exactly. So it it does absolutely encourage you to constantly demo stuff and, and be building. But the one thing you have to keep thinking about, though, is that as you get into these larger buildings, they seem to take up more and more space on the street. Well, more space on the street reduces how many buildings are touching the street for a bonus at the end of the game. Right. So you, you have to, it, there's a lot of, there's, there's quite a bit of careful thinking about how, which building you're going to smash, you know, how many buildings can stay, how many have to go. I mean, there's, there's quite a bit of spatial, you know, thought going on in, during this entire game, I, I believe. What do you think? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So let's continue on building and demolishing and I'm going to get aggressive near the end here. Oh, not you. Of course I am. I'm going to do refresh. Whoa. What are you refreshing? These cards. Really? Yeah. They can be all greens? Hey, that's fine. Because then I'm going to take two properties this turn and do two builds. So I take both Ah. of these and I'm putting two down here. And then a build. Oh, what a sneaky jerk. <laughs> I'm going to do all those so I can do... Yep. Well, I don't know if I need two builds or not. Hold on. I needed two properties for sure. So I get both of those. And what can I build? Anything? I don't know if I can build anything or not. Not yet. Too late now. <laughs> well, I could build... I could do two builds and I could do a silver... Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build these. This one. For a silver five point. That doesn't fit there, dear. And I'll build a silver two point. So I did all those. So I get seven points. So I go up to 48. That is right. You see, these bonus cards, I talked about bonus cards that you get dealt out. Each person has the same three bonus cards. And these cards that everybody's been holding on to from the beginning of the game, and they're all worth one point apiece at the end of the game, if you still have them in your hand. However, these all have a real you know, heavy-duty effect on them, like extra builds. So you get to build two buildings in one turn. Uh, you get to uh, redeal the entire property market back out again. You get to take an extra property control into your hand that turn. And you can use as many of them on one turn as you want. And believe me, getting seven points is better. I use two of them, and getting seven of them is better than keeping two of them for two points, you know, at the end of the game. Well, and I, I think I think it might be misleading to call them bonus cards. They're not exactly bonuses. They're, bo- like They're bonus like effects. special action cards. Right, yeah, right. so like you, if you use it, you get to use that right. special action. Right. But if you use it, you lose the one point that it's worth. Right, and, okay. and everybody has these, and everybody's kind of... It's funny, because at this you point You're the only the game, one that used yours. Well, this is really late in the game. I, I waited until almost the last turn to do this. And, I mean, I was kind of like, 
you know, holding on to it to make sure I was going to make enough points to offset the three points I was going to lose. Right. And everybody's been holding on to these going, oh, at least I get three points. And it's like, mm, I'll take seven. Yeah, but I misunderstood and I thought they were worth three points each. No, it's three points total. One yeah, point I know each. that now. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Mr. Clarity. Now, here's the deal. As with most of these point games, these real, like, you know, try to grab every point you can, the turns just become slower and slower as you go through the game, and more thought, they become more thought out and more meticulous. So let's hear Kat's long turn here. So I'm going to go ahead Hold and... up, it's mine. This is like, well, which one was he going to take? Hold up, it's my turn. <laughs> Hands off. Hmm. Hmm, is right. Um, I'm having problems. Because you want to build, don't you? You got nowhere to build. I don't think I can build anywhere. Cause my gold's all over there. Cause that's not mine, right? Uh, yeah. You could do this one. It's yours. It is mine. Yeah. No, it's his. no, it's his. It's yours. You own the spot. That's oh, the yeah. dark line. Cause that would be nice. Whoa, 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 whoa! If I own this spot, then why are you in my spot? Then how? I don't know what you guys uh, did. Uh, this might be why these cards are messed up. That could be. <laughs> yeah, you're in my spot. Or you're in my spot. No, I had that. I had that too. You got peanut butter in my chocolate. You got your chocolate <laughs> in my peanut butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> mm, I never well, knew. Alrighty then. Because um, I can't build anything off of that. You can always demo something and build on top of it. Mm -hmm. Like you could, well. I can't. You have gold. Yeah, Technically, but she's, you, she's wanting to build. I, I guys, could just take that. Since you guys have contested mine. this, I would go ahead and let you build there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know who messed up, so we'll just say yeah. that's fair. If yeah. you want to demo that. I'm even saying that, and I'm not. So lost, eight so. points, so yes. you would go up to 50. 50 points. And I didn't pick a property. And that, right. that begins the last turn. That's her final turn. So yeah, we are I don't... Every, the three of us are doing turn. one she more She could turn. still pick a property if she wanted to put a little dude on it just to get it out of there. Just to be mean to Ella. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, yeah. Well, you could take the green and put a green one right here. Yeah, because that's the last right one. Right there. That's the last property on the board. At this well, point... Well, isn't that red one? Yeah, there's that red one, too. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. do that red one. <laughs> Since I wanted that one. Thanks, dear. It's okay. Right, I actually don't want to build there. I just knew it was your turn and I wanted to go ahead and throw you off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. I'm going to go ahead and just build here. On his cheater spot. <laughs> right? Go build and you go up to 51. Yeah. You cheater spot. Cheater spot. <laughs> we'll leave this game. It's off the rails. <laughs> Nicole, what exactly happened in there? Just the... It was just somehow... Like, okay, on the board, there's little two-spot spots. Right. And when you take one of the cards, it'll have like a green two spot, two square spot. Right. Or a pink two square spot. Right. Well, somewhere the, those got mixed up. Right. And 
I'm going to say Skylar probably did it since he's got the issue right. with so the Right, so what happened was is he built, like, one of his squares into a spot he didn't and own. And it encroached on, <clears throat> on Kat's territory. Right. Accidentally. I know he didn't do it on purpose. Right. But it happened. Right. So... So we rolled with it. It's one of those, yeah, of course. And if you have an issue in a game that you cannot go back and fix because you don't know when it happened, you don't know how many turns ago, you don't know what decisions would have been made since, Mm -hmm. you just go with it. It's it's a game. That's the whole point. Are you guys still having fun? Then you just go. Right. And these entire blocks are one color each. Yeah. So it's really kind of, I mean, we would have to kind of pull up all of them. And I mean, then, then maybe we'd figure it out, but who knows? It just there's just no way really to do well, it. Well, and it's not like you keep all your little cards. You do. Like in order, but not necessarily. In order, right? So right. you know, <coughs> it, it wasn't something that could be easily fixed. But Kat well, wanted to to build her building, and right. so we let her do it. Well, here's the final, the final clip from this game. So let's see if that mattered or not. I just feel bad. I feel like I failed because I don't get to build a legendary building. There's nowhere for me to do it. I know. I tried really hard and I can't do it. I can't believe I got one. That's pretty cool. I know. See? That's almost like success unto itself. If the tiebreaker comes up, you're the only person with a building, so you went out of bed. Yeah. I'm going to replace this with that for five points. Are you doing wouldn't, the second Wouldn't that card? one fit over there? Huh? With what? The legendary building? Yeah. She yeah. she she has the legendary 13. She could do that with I think she wants Broadway, though. She's got four buildings on Broadway right now. But she could do this one. She could do this legendary right there. Right. It's yeah. the only spot but she has. Or the 12. Couldn't the 12 fit there? Oh, so do you get a point for every building that's on yes. Broadway? Right. Well, you didn't get a point. You Not get... space, but it's uh... it's five points. You're, we're competing for five points for most buildings on those streets. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but if I gain five <laughs> points, someone else doesn't get five points. So Correct. it becomes kind of a wash. Right, it becomes ten points total. Right. Swing. Yeah. So is three uh, points worth it to me for someone else to get five? Uh, okay, then no. no, not really. So I'm going to... Uh... Interesting. But I do get to take a card, so I'm going to do that just to... All right, flip another card. If it's pink, I'm happy. Yes! Yes! That's awful. I should have left it alone. Oh, my goodness. Shut up. So I can build this legendary building. No, you can't, can you? Yes. Are you placing any gold? No. So I build this one, take these two out, and I get 12 points. Thank you, Nicole. 60. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's the end of the game. Yep. <laughs> How do I always make you win? <laughs> to save the the listener listening to the math, uh, I burned all of my bonus cards in that last like turn, the one that I had left, losing you know all of those three whole points, but I gained nineteen total by the end of all of that. And after scoring the bonus cards, we actually end with myself at sixty, Skylar at fifty five, Cat at fifty four, and Nicole. What was your score? Forty eight. Ah. <laughs> I lost dramatically. That's right. Now, 
Nicole and I recently played a two-player game of this. What did we find out about that? I don't know. It was okay. Right. It needs four players. It needs four players. It one does. of the things they do is they take one of the colors, they take pink completely out of the game. Yes. And you don't get to play with that that other color. Which just it basically just shrinks the <clears throat> size of the board right. that you're playing on cuz you still have the same same number of buildings right. and things, but Now you notice, like, in that game, I mean, even at the last, I'm pulling a card up for the final turn that puts me over the edge. I gained 12 points, so I go from 48 tied with you to the lead. Right. Boom. Now, I was still going to beat you. I still was going to be able to do something on my turn. Yeah. But you may not have beat Skylar. Right. I may have lost to Skylar. Yeah. But here's the thing. But you didn't. That chaos completely vanishes when you make this a two-player game. Yeah, that's true. And, and the game is kind of ruined. I didn't think it was very fun as a two-player game. I thought it was plenty fun as a four. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as a four-player game. But, but as two? a two, eh, mm. just kind of lost something. I've, I haven't, we haven't tried it as a three. As a three, but I would say, I'd say I think pass three would on even two. be better. But <coughs> yeah, I mean, it's it it can be played as two, but it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think you're going to enjoy it as much. Right, right. So let's talk about what you liked about this game, Nicole. Don't look at mine. I always look at yours. I got to stop putting them on there. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I like the component pieces to yeah. it. Um, the, the scoring tokens were like little Empire State Buildings, right. which were super cute. Right. Um, the little worker guys to hold your place for right. your it buildings. Was, it was like a little timely dressed, like, looks like a newspaper boy to me. I don't know why he kind didn't look of, like yeah. much of a man. But he was like leaning against like a girder. He's like, he's got like a girder almost as a walking stick that he's leaning against. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, those parts were kind of cool. Right. Um, I'd heard on another podcast where they talked about how they didn't like the little Tetris pieces because it didn't really feel like you're building skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. And I've been racking my brain trying to figure out how you would make that better without it costing like just an arm and a leg for miniatures. Right. And I don't. I didn't really come up with anything because I mean you can modify them yourself if you want to go out and buy craft cardboard and cut pieces of it and glue them in stacks, you know, to make them stick up higher. Yeah, but I, the game when you're when you're building, you know, a skyscraper that's like it's only one square wide, but it's five squares long. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be a pretty valuable piece, right? So, but to give it that that. Uh, essence of looking like a skyscraper you'd have mm-hmm. to build it vert off of the table right well that doesn't have anything to do with i mean it's still long Is i don't it, know are we it's talking like, about what you liked I, well okay i they can I, I don't know you I, like the plastic pieces i like the, the plastic pieces i wish there were a way to make the the tetris so pieces you dislike plastic-y. the tes- tetris i pieces. don't dislike them i actually i quite like them i think they're very nice and colorful but I can see where somebody might not like them because they don't give you that skyscraper tallness, but they do give you that, that larger area. Okay. I think here's what I like about it. Okay. It's a really good entry level game. Yeah, definitely. Other than that one mistake, we didn't make a a single mistake the whole game. Other than that one kind of, I put my square on top of your square on accident. Well, and that I didn't have all the pieces actually laid out where people right. could find them. Right. But I'm saying rules-wise, rules wise, we only yeah, messed, it was, it was there was only easy. one mistake in the entire game, and that was just an oversight. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> I think that it's quick and 
easy to explain and easy to play. Yeah. Which is ideal for an entry-level game. You right. don't want to sit around trying to teach people rules because they can't, they're not used to soaking up a bunch a of, rules of rules all at once. Well, and it's not like they can, like, it's not like you can go through a rule and say, and that's similar to this game that we right. played. Right, because we draw on familiarity have... yeah. to learn games faster. Right. You know? It's like, oh, I've played a game just like that. You know? Now, I think that there's very limited strategy in this game. I think it's, I mean, honestly, I don't, I never felt like I was making very difficult choices. And it especially came through when we were playing the two-player version. The chaos makes you have to react a little more, which, like I said, it was a little more fun when you were playing the four-player game because stuff changed more dramatically when it got back to your turn. True. When I'm just watching your turn, I'm like, yes, she did exactly what I would do. Now I'll do exactly what I would do. Yes, she did what exactly I would do. And then we just did that back and forth over and over again. I think there's a little more strategy than you're giving it credit for, though, because one of the things that I noticed myself doing during the four-player game that I didn't do as much in the second-player, or the two-player game, second-player game, ugh, lost my mind. Um, I kept wanting to just put out more and more of my buildings, but I didn't replace any of my buildings hardly. Right. Like I didn't do a lot of demolishing and that, that goes back to that whole, you know, it's hard for me to lose things mm-hmm. <laughs> like with blood rage, having to kill our guys. Right. And that's a good thing. Right. Boggles my mind. Same thing on this tearing down my building. How is that a good thing? But it is because you're not taking up, you know, right. Some... The only thing you lose is a potential you know, building space on a road that scores you bonuses at the end of the game. But if you, if you do it right, then you're not. <clears throat> so. Right. I don't know. I, I didn't do a lot of that. Like I, there was a, I ended up with a lot of pieces in the end that I never placed. Right. Because I didn't have the area to put them in and I didn't do as much demolishing as I should have. Now, another dislike, this is just, I would never pick this as the game that we're going to play if I had experienced gamers at all. Well, it, it's a filler at best that takes about an hour. And I, yeah. I, I would never be the featured game we're going to play that night ever. Well, because it's it's fairly simple. Right. So well, it's just like Steam Park is not usually likely to be the theme. Game I would of take the night. Steam Park over this game. But it's I mean, it's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a fun game, though. <laughs> But it's not the one I would choose, you know, hey, everybody come over, let's play this game. Now, you were already trying to uh, try to try to intercept me on this one where I said the needs buildings instead of cutouts. What I'm going to say to follow up that okay, statement is this. Up. At the end of the game, I look down at the board and I don't feel like I built a city. Yeah. At all. <laughs> because it's, I know, it's it's spread out. So it, it I think it kind up. of... When, when you look at, I'm paying for components and stuff like that, because, I mean, honestly, rules are just rules. Components are what, you know, what the cost of this box is. And I'm going, okay, I, I you know, thematically, I should at least, you know, ridiculous uncle story aside, I should at least feel like I built a city. Like, when I look down at the end of, of, of the board on uh, Indigo, I go, wow, look at this board I built. You know, look at all these fancy ribbons and this cool design. But you can design. accomplish that feeling with the same cardboard cutout pieces right but they did not do that that. because you can't you can't build a skyscraper out of cardboard right they that's what i'm saying thematically i think the pieces sort of fail yeah but like i said if i I was i got to thinking about the the entire point of the game and if you had them taller like that five 
five long building, if you right. had it five tall instead, mm -hmm. and it's just one square around, right? Well, it's going to be a cheap building because it only takes up one square, right? So it defeats the whole point of the game. Yeah, it be you. What you want to play is a different game. I, I want something that makes me feel like I built a city instead of not. Right. For sure. I don't know. <laughs> I think the building part is fine. The grabbing stuff, the building, the developing, the scoring bonuses for having, you know, more buildings on this road. That's all That's all great. That all works really well together. You know, I, I, you know at the, when you strip away the, the thin layer of theme, you're, you're basically, you know, you're, you're using a, a placeholder. You have three placeholders. You're using a placeholder to reserve a area on this map. Uh -huh. And when you remove that, you can place building tiles and like, or like little tiles that fit that shape instead. You know what would, okay, let's demolish the New York theme because you can't go up. Right. And let's paste on a LA theme eh. because LA, all it is is spread out. Oh. Nothing goes up. Oh. Everything goes out. So it would make more sense. <laughs> right. I just think of LA the next time. And, and like, if it had little palm trees on it and, and, you know, you had to put Disneyland out there, find a little place in Anaheim for that. I, I, I don't know. I, I still think I would look at the board at the end of it and go, I don't even feel like I built a city. Well, if you ever lived in LA, you, you would feel like, yeah, okay. It's just spread out all over the place. It makes more sense. You'd be like, oh, no, it does. It, well, seriously, it makes more sense to do it that way because you're, you, it, it, you are, you're making it's bigger plots of land that are worth more rather than taller buildings that are worth more. Right. You know, so you want L.A. 1901. No, except I don't. it's probably like 1930 something. No, I don't. <laughs> what, do you, what do you say the difficulty of this is to teach to a non-gamer? Like a two. Yeah. I, maybe not even they, a two. It may be even be a one. No, a one to me is, is I'd say literally probably, it, like it is Yahtzee. A two. Yeah, it is a two. I'll give it a two. What do you give this out of five? It's fine. It's a three. Yeah, I give it a two. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's, it's a fine. Two. It's a two. I, I, I know for a fact it's a two because I know that if I went up there and, and into our collection, I could point at a dozen other games that are the same weight level and I would rather play. Yeah. You know? I so it's know. okay. It's okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's going to hit the table a whole lot just because... Yeah. Because I'm a jerk. Well, yeah, because Fred's a jerk. <laughs> ridiculous whatever no if somebody <laughs> asked me to play it though i, I would play it <clears throat> right I'd right play it again so now nicole let me just tell you that we got a question that we need to answer playing Nicole's bass on that song. <laughs> now, uh, Jay wrote us, uh, and he asked, I was wondering if no, that's you... that's not Jay's voice. Oh. you got to give Jay a voice. Okay. Um... Oh, God. I wish I do. I, it's going to be bad. Apologies, Jay. I was wondering if you listened to podcasts about board gaming. <laughs> Poor Jay. I like Jay. <laughs> okay, you do Jay's voice. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to pull out a the Justin Bieber. 
What? I was just wondering if you listen to podcasts. No, that's stolen material. I can't even use that. Sorry. He said, I was wondering if you listen to podcasts about board gaming. Oh, wait. Isn't he from Toronto? Yeah. Okay. So, alrighty, eh? I was just wondering. Oh, God. It's just. <clears throat> oh, I love Canada. I want to go to Canada so bad. Okay. So, this is not, this is not an insult. This I like bad bird accent. games. <laughs> uh Okay, so read it seriously then. Just All read right. it seriously. I was just wondering if you listen to podcasts about board gaming. And if you do, what are your favorites? A. Sorry, uh, I'm <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I want to go to that Tim Hortons I hear so much about, too. Enough of that. One of these days, man. One Enough. of these days. Enough. Here's the thing. Yes, we totally listen to podcasts about yes. board gaming. And I think we, I mean, the two of us both, we both listen to Dice Tower. Definitely. Podcast. I think it's undeniable that if you, you, if you're in the hobby at all, that you probably want to listen to people who get games just hand delivered to them months before they come out. Your awareness of board gaming is raised tenfold for listening to their podcast. It just is. That's, it's just a situation. They've built this sort of empire where they are given the news well before anyone else is. Right. So it's you just have to. And it's given to you in this little one-hour chunk yeah. every week. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I like listening to that one. Right. Uh, the, I've tried a lot What of else others. do you listen to? Do you, do you listen to any others? Not really. I've tried so many other board right. gaming podcasts. And... I, I don't want to, I'm not going to call out any names, but I, I do find that a lot of times, um, and slap me if I ever do this, but they Get end ready. up, Brace they end yourself up right now. they end up doing the delicious dish. Right. Remember that? The yes. Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Let's talk okay, about potatoes. Okay. So let's talk about potatoes. this game. This game was really fun. How like, many different ways can you do potatoes? It's, it's, I mean, you could bake them. You can saute them. Right. Have you ever had... Like, oh, that's delicious. Yeah, we whoa, should do that. French fries, right? French fries are delicious. Oh, my God, they're good. Okay. <laughs> and then, what do you get? What kind of potatoes do you like to get? Do you get the russets? I, mean, I Sometimes, but you know what? Sometimes I like to spice things up and get red. Oh. Red, right? The red ones? Oh, I know. Are they, are especially they like in special fall. name? Well, in the fall especially, I like match... Holiday colors. So how many of you have fallen asleep <laughs> right now listening to us? I, I, that's the kind, I, if I hear a podcast and it starts sounding like that, I got to turn it off. Right. And it doesn't matter what the content is. It doesn't matter what the reviews are. I just can't listen to it. It's got to be right. at least somewhat more fun. Yeah. Um, people have to enjoy talking to one another. So I don't right. know. I, I've, I've listened to a whole lot of different ones. Um, I've listened, Fred likes a secret cabal. Hey, thanks for answering for I'm me. Sorry. My God, here comes that slap. <laughs> but I've I, that one, and I can't believe I'm saying this because ours run a couple hours usually, a little over a couple hours. Not on, today. Not today, but um, usually a little <laughs> over a couple hours. And that one is just a little bit too long for me most of the time. I can't get through it. Okay, well, I can't keep up. Long here's enough. the deal. Okay, so I listen. I do listen to Secret Cabal. There's only two that I listen to. I listen to Dice Tower, and I listen to Secret Cabal. And the Secret Cabal, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I listen to. They have like a, you know, they, they kind of go around the room and talk about games they played, like most people do, right off the bat. And then they go into a featured review, which sometimes I listen to, sometimes I don't. I mean, usually I know whether I'm interested in the game or not. Then they do sort of a flashback review. 
Then they go into the one part of the actual podcast that I really like, which is Tony Topper in the news. Then, so, then they do like, then they go into like some segment, like a featured segment at the end of the podcast, and I may or may not listen to it. So, bottom line is, the two that you listen to, what you really like is the news. I, I I've got to tell you that that I the very beginning I li- I listen to them because they talk very briefly about games they played. And I'll, I'll usually make it through that. I usually fast forward through their review if I'm not interested in the game already because I already know about it. It was on the Dice Tower four months ago. <laughs> yeah, but all of ours were on there like two years ago. Three I don't years care. Ago. That doesn't matter. <laughs> at least we're trying to do more entertainment. Hopefully we succeed right. at that. So, but then they go into their featured review, which I may or may not listen to. It lasts about a half hour. And then they do That's like this, this like little, hey, a year ago we talked about this other game. And, and I, I usually listen to that, too, because that that's the one that, that that moment is more meaningful to me than their featured review, because they tend to love everything they put as a feature. <laughs> everything straight across the board. You know, yeah. like you can hear in this month in this this week's, you know, episode, you can hear that we have a great time playing games with Skylar and Kat. Yeah. And I still didn't like that game. Right. Because I know that... But it wasn't because of the company. The company was great. Right. The group was bringing that energy, not the game, for right. sure. So don't mistake that. Cause yeah, I you mean, don't have to love every game to not not like the experience. What, that, that doesn't sound right. I don't know. Even if you don't like the game, <laughs> doesn't mean it has to be a bad experience. Right. So usually I, usually I take their, their featured review with a grain of salt because... They seem to love every game they talk about, so I don't. It's I'm not saying they're not credible, but they're just they're really wrapped up in the moment. They're they're kind of called to the new, yeah. you know. So I, I'm really interested in their in their one year one, which is even more brief, where they're just like a year ago we played this game. Did we still play it? And they'll say yes or no, and that's really important to me. Yeah, which is why Longevity we have of yeah, a game. it's why we have segments like five for five and stuff. Is because right. you know if you play it a bunch or if you play it a year later, I don't know. I mean, maybe we should talk about that kind of stuff too, but. Uh, I, I really like the news. I like the news because Tony's funny. I think he's really entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And, and I like how, I like how they give him the reins on the podcast for, you know, 20 minutes to just kind of talk. So I don't know if you well, took Tony's news part out of there, I might not listen to their episode. <gasps> <gasps> so there you go. <laughs> so that's, know. uh, that's, that's the answer. And that is the end of our podcast. Just so you know. Oh, okay. Not as long as normal. No. That's okay. You know, it's been it's been a crazy couple of weeks. <laughs> That's so. what she says every time. No, I, I got a promotion. Right. And we've been short-staffed. Right. Now, <laughs> and between the two, I'm going crazy. With that final stone, we have finished construction of another Talk About Board Games podcast. Now, we thank you for your hard work listening to us and would appreciate it if you would stop being a scab and join our labor union on Guild on BGG. That's awful. <laughs> on BoardGameGeek.com. Oh now, simply go to TalkAboutBoardGames.com uh, and click the forums button in the top left of the page. A BGG membership is required to join. Now, if you're proud of the podcast, you could always send a review to the iTunes Board of Approval. Uh, <laughs> The construction of our podcast is dependent and, and uh, on, on dependable, hardworking Joes like yourselves. So approve our Facebook and follow our Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> now, in two weeks, we return with another pick from the voice, voice of, of the, the people. people. 
when Nicole and I become competing heroes in the fantasy game Runebound. Thank you so much for listening. You gonna build? Are 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 you gonna do it? Are you gonna build? Do it. Do it. Do it. Buy it. Do it. Buy it. Get it. Do it. Get it. Get it. Buy it. Do it. Buy it. Get it. Do it. Buy it. What else? Buy it. Don't you want to? Come on, it'd be so cool, right? If you build it, they will come. Right. Now, if you, you can't go ahead. If you don't, they're never coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, just, I don't know to you guys. <laughs> Bye. Do I insist? I'm going to pass Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay, he gets two points. Two points. Two points for blue. <laughs>